You're listening to the Living Inside Out podcast, and I'm your host, Talks Aroturi. This is episode 62. Welcome to the Living Inside Out podcast, where we believe introspection is a practice that can set you on the path to success. Episode 62 is moving on from mediocrity. Hey, how are you? How has your week been? I hope you've had a wonderful one or a learning one. (laughs) Years ago, I decided to label problems lessons. One, because it was less intimidating, but more importantly, I believe that every challenge comes wrapping a lesson inside of it. It might be prickly, it might be crinkly, it might be ugly wrapping paper, but there is a lesson in there. However, you're not going to know this or find it if you're in the habit of looking for the exit door as opposed to this hidden lesson or treasure. So I hope your week has been absolutely wonderful or at worst, bearable, full of treasure, full of lessons. If this is your first time listening, welcome, welcome and big, big hug. I am so honoured that you have joined me and I hope you will make Living Inside Out your home by subscribing to the podcast. I also invite you to please give it a five-star rating wherever you're listening Because these ratings and reviews, they really do help to increase our visibility and help us get found. And if you're back for the 7th or 24th or 62nd or even the 100th time, and I'll tell you why, people go back to re-listen to old episodes. I know that I do. Welcome back and thank you ever so much for choosing to spend the next 30 or so minutes listening to moi. I also want to spend a minute to appreciate everyone who has sent a review or a comment or a DM or a question. Listen, it means so much because you're reaching out to me for any of these reasons is proof that I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. I was speaking to a dear friend this evening and I said to her, You know, that when we do what we're supposed to do, no matter how tasking it is, there is a joy that compares to nothing else. You don't feel tired. You don't feel drained. As a matter of fact, it feels like you are infused with more energy when you're doing what you're designed to do. And I truly believe that this is part of my purpose to share my life lessons so that It can be some form of light to your own path so you don't have to go through unnecessary challenges and you can learn from my own experience or from the experiences of others that I share. It is my prayer that you go beyond being inspired and that you actually become transformed or you at least start to make some changes in your life because of something you heard on this podcast. And talking about transformation, at last, my mindset mentoring course 
Get Unstuck is live on my website. So head to talksarotary.com and reserve a spot. It's a three-month program to help you work on your mindset so you can propel forward. And it also comes with mentoring as well. If you feel stuck, maybe you're full of ideas but unable to move forward, or you're just frustrated because you know that you're capable of so much more, yet you feel paralysed, this might be for you. It's ideal if you've already started some sort of work on yourself and you're already in motion. You know, you've already begun to walk on your mindset or you at least recognize that change is required. And then that's when this would be useful to you because then it's really just pushing something that's already moving because you're the one doing the work. And so the link to this and all of the references that I'm going to refer to during the podcast are in the show notes. And as always, my DMs are open. Reach out to me with any questions or send me a message, however you want to reach me. There's so many ways, so many ways you can reach me. <laughs> Talks at talksarotary.com is also another way you can get to me if you want to send an email. Well, as for me this week has been one that's been full of lessons and it always happens when I go through a tough season because fire has a clarifying effect. You see things and people for what they really are and your tolerance for anything that takes up needless time and space drops. I'm sure that happens to you as well. And so in this season I've been learning about mediocrity and a famous story in the Bible forms the backdrop to today's episode. And I th and that's probably where it all... It started... I wouldn't say that that's where it started. It started because I found myself in a very strange place in a situation. And I had to trace my steps back to find out what got me there. How I got into the state that I was. And I figured and came to understand that I was already on shaky ground. And that's why I ended up being in the state that I was in, that I got into. And so the question was, one, how did I get to shaky ground? And two, what is it about shaky? What, what are the characteristics so that I can recognize it if it's about to happen again? So I want to invite you as we begin today's episode to enter into an introspective observance space. Because when you look at your life from afar, while you're listening, it will help you to answer these two questions which I had asked myself. Am I going in the right direction? And am I deceiving myself or perhaps have I walked into someone's cloud of deception? And so I mentioned in the previous episode that I was in Nigeria on holiday and had a wonderful time, but what I didn't tell you was that I had some other emotions that I experienced. There was doubt, there was fear, there was worry, uncertainty about my future. And these were the underlying emotions that were nicely camouflaged during the day, buried somewhere in the mix of the wedding I attended, my school reunion, eating the most delicious food and being with the happiest people on earth. But at night... When it was all quiet, 
and the only sight was darkness and crickets <laughs> and sometimes the generator because that's how we do things in Nigeria. The doubt and the worry and the fear showed up to keep me company while I waited. And so God led me to read the temptation of Eve in the Bible, in the book of Genesis. And I reached some conclusions. First of all, Satan did not drag Eve to the tree. She carried herself there. Okay. If you don't know the story of the creation, here it is. In a nutshell, God told Adam and Eve, the first man and woman, to eat from every tree in the Garden of Eden, which is the garden he planted for them to live in, except one. And even though they had an uncountable number of trees, Eve managed to wander to the one that she wasn't supposed to and found Satan wrapped around it in the form of a serpent. And he began to talk to her and convince her to eat from it. And when she did eat, sin entered the world. In a nutshell, that's the story of the fall of man is what it's referred to. And so there's a series of events and conversations that begin. And the first thing you notice is that he began a dialogue with her. So Satan begins this dialogue with Eve and asks the question, did God really say you should not eat from any of the trees in the garden? And he knew that God didn't say that, right? And he knew that Eve also knew that God didn't say that. Because, come on, if that was the case, would she even be alive? Would they be alive if God said, don't eat from any tree in the garden? Then how were they supposed to survive? Were they not meant to eat? And so Eve decided to set him straight from that ridiculous assumption and replied, God said we will die if we touch it. But of course he didn't say we shouldn't eat from any, all the trees. He says just this one. So Satan's first strike hit its mark. Let us get into a discussion, a friendly debate, a back and forth. And then he continued, you won't die. He directly contradicted her words and then carried on. God knows that if you eat from this tree, you will be like him, knowing both good and evil. So this second strike had one goal, which was to bring her to the middle ground. The whole point of the dialogue was to draw her out of her place of certainty, where she knew for sure what God had said to her, where she was safe, where she knew all that she needed to know and bring her into this middle ground, this place of uncertainty, to, so that there was now the possibility that there was another option, another truth, another way of living. And that, my friend, is where I found myself facing the possibility that God's promises to me and the dreams I have carried for years will not materialize that the picture I have imagined and the life I am desiring will be replaced with an alternate one, one that has broken dreams and unfulfilled promises. And I tell you, the power of the mind, you know, one of the things that holds us back is when we imagine scenarios that are negative against the backdrop of physical evidence that it will come to pass. Because I believe that all around us are 
evidence for good and evidence for evil. Like we're not, you know, we're not, nobody has it all together, okay? And nobody has it, well, how can I put this? Everywhere around us is good and evil. There is no pure evil and there is no pure good on this earth. I hope that makes sense. And so when your senses are attuned to searching for evidence that what you imagine is true, you will find the evidence. So if you're believing that good is going to come out of this, you will find evidence of good. And if you're believing that bad is going to come out of this, you will also find evidence of bad. And so I'm sitting in this or standing in this uncertain space, which I call the middle ground, because prior to that, I was absolutely sure of where I was headed. And now I'm in this place. It's not like I was in a dire situation, but I was looking at a dire situation as my possibility because I was in the middle and I could see both sides. I could see the left and to the right. So Satan didn't need to yank Eve all the way from God's promises to his side of things. He only needed to bring her out of her safe space into a neutral spot where anything was possible. And so she now stood at the risk of either falling to the left or to the right. This middle ground is where the battle happens. It is where opposing forces meet. It's the border between two countries like Kashmir, bordered between or bordered by and being fought for by both Pakistan and India. So in my case, my mind was oscillating between what I knew to be true, which is God's promise to me, the dreams that I'm carrying, the vision I can see, and this unsettling, believable picture that the emotion of fear had created. And you know what that's like. How one day you're so confident of where you're headed. And then the next you're filled with doubt and fear about your ability to get there. Uncertainty and doubt. Indications that you are on the middle ground. And you can either go in the direction of your dreams, regardless of the obstacle you're facing, or you can choose to abandon that dream. Satan showed Eve both options. Stay where you are and miss out on the possibility of pleasure and enjoyment and knowing all things, or come over and choose more for yourself. It's important to note that she didn't have or consider any other option when she was in a different location. When she was far from the tree, she didn't consider that there was an alternative way or alternate way of leaving. And when you find yourself suspended between two possibilities, you are in the middle, which in itself is not a bad thing. In my opinion, I don't think she was wrong to have a dialogue with the enemy. But if you choose to live in the land of mediocrity, then you're at big risk and that's where trouble lies. Do you remember the number line in school? That's the picture that came to mind as I thought about how best to illustrate this. It's that tool, that graph that's used in math to explain positive and negative numbers. If you recall, we've got a straight line with zero at the center and to the left you have minus one, minus two, minus three. 
and to the right you have plus one plus two plus three and that's how that's the direction of negative versus positive numbers and so i'll use that to illustrate my point so please please stay with me years ago just keep that picture in mind Years ago, as you know, I lost everything and had to start my life from scratch. I say my life, but yeah, it was my life. <laughs> if this is news to you, head to episodes one and two of this podcast and get the full gist. Before we lost everything, we were living an okay, happy life in the UK. Our family was growing and eyes were set firmly towards our dreams we had goals, we had aspirations, and the trajectory of our lives was actually facing the right direction. We were moving up the line in the positive direction. Relocated to the United States and had a thriving business and life was good. And then we lost everything and we didn't drop to zero. Mm -mm. We went past zero and onto the negative side. And I don't mean just financially. Often people drop to zero. In fact, I think most people swing between zero and three. And some people are swinging between zero and minus three. But we went from plus three, past zero, to minus three. And our lives appeared to reverse its trajectory. So zero is our middle ground. It's the place where you could either fall into the negative or head into the positive. And during that time, my goals and aspirations went from working towards, you know, the fours, the fives, the six to the ten. And my goal now became working towards zero. Because when you get to zero, there's always a possibility of success. But when you're in the negative, if you're even if you're in a negative two, all around you are more negative numbers. And it's hard to see yourself ever growing in the positive space. Perhaps more worrying was that zero now looked like success compared to where I stood at that time, which was rock bottom. Zero meant I had the basics met. It meant I didn't stick out like a sore thumb in this world of challenges. Zero meant that I could slide by unnoticed no one would have any real expectations of me and no one will feel sorry for me either. I could just breeze through life. And so without knowing, zero or mediocrity became my minimum and it became the ground I wanted to grow from. You see, being in a space of loss and tiredness and depression and failed relationships is tiring. It is draining you feel battered. You feel like you've done all you can and then new problems arise. And then you find yourself using language like, if I can just get to zero, read mediocrity, I will be happy. I'm not even trying to be rich anymore. I just want to pay my bills. I don't care what that man's religious beliefs are. I just need a man that will bring home the bacon and not beat me. Does that sound familiar? I don't care if she loves God or not. Just let her be good in bed and look good on my arms. And so we settle. We aim for mediocrity. We say it's only our minimum. And that's easy to believe because our dreams for a 10, we never stopped talking about it. 
and then we arrive at zero because the human spirit is wired for growth and success and we're able to bring ourselves out of hell and stand on earth with the intention to get to heaven. But we settle because the relief found in that middle ground tells us that we're good enough. That at least the war has stopped, the battle is ended. At least you got that visa. Oh, you got that job. Why be greedy and aim for more? And that's the deception of mediocrity. Because it offers itself as a solution, as a fix-all to your problems. And it makes us feel so good. But remember that emotions are transient. And you are too wonderfully complex to take instructions about your life from your emotions. And we are too dynamic to take instructions from our senses, but we do, just like Eve. Because it was her senses and not her spirit that interpreted how delicious the fruit looked to her. What your body calls an upgrade is actually a downgrade to your spirit. Mediocrity, that's the place where dialogue happens. You get into a debate between your past and your dreams, which lie in the future, and you argue that you've come up and you've improved and <laughs> at least it's not like it used to be. You argue with your dreams. You argue until the stronger party wins. And let me tell you, your body is not on your side. Your body is not on the side of your dreams because it requires pain. And who wants to go through pain? <laughs> it is here to watch, observe, and then choose whatever will benefit it. Your body wants rest and food and pleasure, period. As for your mind, hmm, well, that depends on what you've planted in there. If your mind has been fed visions of the future that God has planned for you, it will be able to fight for that future. But if it has been fisting on healthy diet of negativity and other people's opinion, and it has no understanding of that vision, it will choose a random goal. Don't settle. You're still en route. Get up, gather yourself, strengthen your knees and keep going. The definition of settle is to resolve or reach an agreement about an argument or a problem. Understand that there's always going to be the argument between your mind and your body, or should I say your spirit and your body, where your spirit wants you to come higher. Your body is not interested. It wants to stay in a comfortable place. There's always going to be a debate between your future and your current place. Because if you have managed to convince yourself that where you stand is better than where you used to be and therefore worth holding on to, then I can guarantee that your future and your dreams are in big trouble. They're at a risk of being abandoned. Settling is the act of quietening the dissonance caused by choosing between pain or pleasure. So you reach an agreement to not carry on and be fine with it. You get yourself to the place where 
it becomes okay to sit where you are. I've got an affirmation for you based on Proverbs 4.18. And again, this is all in the show notes, so you can read it, copy, paste it, repeat it. And here's the affirmation. My expectation is for better, not worse. Success, not failure. Completion, not abandoned projects. Excellence, not mediocrity. I am getting better and better as a, and I've got here for me, a woman, a mom, a wife, a business owner, a friend, a daughter, whatever it is you're doing, insert it there and add, I am getting better as a person. So I really want to encourage you to stay in that state of being zoned out and observe your life. Imagine your life as being on a number line or a spectrum where the middle is zero and you swing left and you're going backwards to the past and you swing right and you're going forwards to your future which is where you have imagined that your dream will be manifested and see how much time you stay in the middle ground and be honest with yourself and ask have I settled have I embraced mediocrity has mediocrity become my comfort blanket? Is it keeping me warm at night? Have I settled the dissonance within myself by choosing the lower option? Have I chosen to stay on the left side or chosen to stay in zero? And there we have it. I can't wait to hear your views on this. Let's have a healthy dialogue. Let's connect on social media. My handle is at Talks Aroture. And please send me questions or comments. I really love hearing from you. You're amazing, beautiful inside and out. And I can't wait to hear your thoughts on this episode. Thank you for listening.